you for taking time to join me at the Omar Talks, where we look at the spiritual side of modern living, using the lessons and teachings found in the Bible to encourage listeners to discover foundational and powerful principles. If you wish to catch up on my previous topics, please visit Apple Podcasts at the Omar Talks or the WordPress blog, theomartalks.org and my Instagram page at the Omar Talks. If you're joining me for the first time, please know that each time I refer to God, I mean Yahweh, as this is the name God asked that he be called. As I mentioned in my previous blogs and podcasts, I have learned most of the topics I'll be discussing through personal life experiences. And as you know, life experience is often not polite or embellished. So I will talk from my heart, particularly as I know it will be more beneficial. I have chosen to start with foundational truths. And when you understand this truth, you can apply the principles in the challenging areas of your life. I do believe that the best treatments are those that target the source and not just the symptoms. All sustainable systems are born out of vision. The creation of the world was born out of God's vision. Governments, organizations and businesses, employees support the mission or goals of their employer. So, why do we base relationships and marriage on love and not vision? The topic today is love. The literature, definition, and interpretation of love is plentiful, but most often they come short of our real-life experiences. We use words such as I love you, or I am into you, or you are the one for me to create romance. And people move on to justify their use of these words with reasons such as I love you because you are cute, sexy, generous, kind, beautiful, handsome, classy, cool, tall. These reasons become the foundation of their love. But if you love someone Because of certain qualities they have displayed, what will happen to your love if the person goes through a traumatic experience and their personality or physical appearance alters? Several examples come to mind. Say, for instance, your wife was a size 8 before childbirth and after childbirth she struggles with weight problems. She eventually matures into a size 16. Another example, a situation where the object of your love is involved in a car accident and ends up speech impaired, disabled, mentally impaired or burnt in a fire incident. Invariably, your love is unprepared for this unforeseen disaster 
and may not be sufficiently grounded to withstand the change. Love is not supposed to be hinged on reason or attributes. Love is not something you give because you're comfortable with giving it or because you feel like it at the time. For this reason, the Bible tells us that you cannot love God if you do not love your fellow human being. This statement is hinged on the understanding that as you cannot see God, it will be extremely difficult to create good reasons to love him. So, if you need reasons to love your neighbor, say your colleague or that boy or girlfriend, you would equally need reason or reasons to love God. When we tell people we love them for a reason, it means that you're exchanging the price of your love for the qualities or attributes you have found or liking them. Your love is not free. This is not love. No wonder relationships are breaking down as our love is for sale. In the past, families were a unit. They had a common goal, shared common values, and everybody simply accepted it. And families did not need reasons to stay together. Today, it is different. People throw reason first to enable their decision as to whether or not to stick with their family. But family is important. I shall discuss family in another podcast in the future. How much is your love worth? And what is the payoff you have received so far? The reason most people find philanthropy so fulfilling for those who truly engage in it, is because of the principle of giving without receiving anything in return. Love should not be the basis for friendship, family, or marriage. You are already love, so you have it to give, especially when it comes to marriage. Your search in life should not dwell on love. Love is already all around you. But you are not saying this because you are looking for love in a particular person. What you should be looking for is a friend or life partner that you share the same vision with. You need someone that you identify with vision-wise. As you are partnering with this person in order to support, grow or live that vision. Please be clear that it is you willingly giving the support to grow this person and it's not about you searching to see how they will support your own vision. It is non-transactional. It is a partnership of giving, giving, giving. The only love at play is the principle of love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you are a woman or a man and you are looking for someone to live and share life with, what you are looking for is not someone you love. We are all love. 
We embody love. When you search for that someone, simply ask yourself if you identify with that person's vision. Do you know where they are headed? And can you give them the support they need to get to their destination without being a hindrance or faltering along the way? Do you know yourself well enough to understand your own vision and how it fits to the other person's life? Are you willing to give without asking for anything in return? Because you may not get anything in return from this partnership. Remember, two horses tied together facing different directions cannot move away from their position except one agrees to change position. When assessing your intended partnership, this person should have no reason for wanting to be with you, not for your personality or even your character. By learning to be your true identity, loving will become more meaningful and less painful. Continuously say, I am love to yourself every day. This will help you put things in the right perspective. Like the biblical brothers Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, you can go through fire and survive it if you understand your identity and how to operate this principle. You cannot put a price on your love. It is priceless. If you give your whole self away, you are damned if it gets into the wrong hands. Most priceless objects are not sold in the open market. Do not undervalue yourself by selling love to a particular person. You'll be placing them on a pedestal that you have created for your reasons and it will be unfair to judge them on this basis. Give your love freely to all and accept love freely from all. Seek vision that align with yours and you will make a beautiful life story. They last. As always, remember, you cannot change people, but you can change how you perceive and respond to things. Love is part of your identity and you should not struggle to reflect such a beautiful thing. God is love. In the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, it is written, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. This Bible verse carries God's love and assurance of an eternal life after death. So choose to believe it 
It is impossible to change from a position of disbelief. Ask yourself, what have you got to lose? Absolutely nothing but your ego. Start a new search with the correct understanding of love and it will be impossible to remain in the same position. I thank you as always and love you with the love of God.